if you're hearing this, it means one of us is dead. Uh, that's- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. All right, welcome to this bonus episode of Behind the Sins. (laughs) Wait, you're just going to start it? A podcast from the B team of CinemaSins. B team meaning that we are less than the A team. Is that how it works? I don't know. Maybe that's one of the questions we were going to talk about <laughs> on our bonus podcast that you have decided to uh, to start for us. Yeah, that actually is a question that kind of came up. <laughs> Not necessarily our worth and value, but we'll get into that. Um, we're doing a bonus episode today, and I'm in charge. Ooh, yeah. but I've got my volume on my computer on. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. <laughs> I thought you were just going to be in charge of like asking the questions and emceeing and stuff, mm-hmm. but you're just like, no, this is my podcast. It's my podcast. I'm doing the intro. That's right. It's all about me. I love uh, it. Let's go. I'm joined as always. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm Danae. Uh, I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Darren Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> Heidly Ho, Cinerinos. <laughs> How did I do? It was pretty great. You may have mis- mis- messed up my last name, but uh, but no, you well, didn't. Everybody knows I mean, who you are. I mean, it sounded to me exactly like the intro. I don't think you missed a single word. Yeah, not a just beat. yeah. That was pretty amazing. Uh, recently, we went uh, to Twitter, and by we, I mean uh, the Cinemasins account, our main Twitter account, and we asked the audience at large if you had a question for the team in general, what it would be. And so today on this special episode of Behind the Sins, we're actually going to be answering questions um, and answering them from, not asking questions, we're going to be answering questions that you guys asked from the whole team's perspective. So and we use them, right? Because they're the A team and we wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten as many questions no. if we'd used our accounts. No, we are. <laughs> we're like, the Jeremy, ones. tweet this out now. Yeah, please, please. Would someone please give us attention? I don't remember you saying please. I think it was just. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah, I think it was there, was, just... there wasn't a lot of asking. Jeremy, please, uh, I need you to do this. It was like, Jeremy, here's what you're doing. Because. We've, we were going to do a, a Q&A. Now, we we haven't mentioned. And they were all pretty nice. Maybe, yeah, they may, were. Maybe there were a couple that weren't. But. We haven't mentioned that we're in the same room. Oh, yes, that's right. We're all hanging out together. Yeah. That's always fun when we get to do this. Yes. Um, being vaccinated has its perks. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is the comfort of being in the same space together. Uh, and you guys know we are, are spread out, but most of the team is in the Nashville area. Yes. And then Aaron and I are in the Southwest Missouri area. So we try to drive out every few months to stay connected. And we didn't do that for a year. So it's kind of weird to get back into the rhythm of seeing each other. Yeah. So we're all in the same space together. Yeah. I can, can see smell everybody's you and everything. Beautiful faces. Oh, God. And... I'm glad I showered. I, I didn't. <laughs> can you smell me? No. Oh, okay. I can't really smell. So. Oh, okay, okay. Me either. No. Oh, oh, that's, yeah, not, okay, that's the only no. one with a sense of smell in and, the room. By the way, that's not a COVID thing. That's a allergies. <laughs> good, and, good clarification. Yeah, yeah. Good clarification. I haven't had a sense of smell in 15 years. So <laughs> When um, I had to go to yeah. the doctor the other day, this guy walked in and she was asking what was wrong with him. And he's like, I can't smell. And I was like, oh, so that guy's got COVID probably. And then he just comes and sits down by me. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> but I, uh, I was negative. So we're good. Good. <laughs> That's yes. good. That's good to I'm know. Glad. Um, we're going to jump right in and just go through well, several one more thing, questions. One more thing. One more thing. I feel like we also have to say oh. 
we're you know especially because we're talking about covid and that kind so of stuff hard for you to just let me be no, no 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 no. i think this is i'm just trying to keep the the listener in mind because you may be hearing this two years from now i have no idea oh, when you're oh, hearing that's this. True. like you know uh we may mention things that are in the moment now which is today's date is the 30th of uh, 31st of august 2021 right. these people but, aren't going to remember they ask questions they're gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're kind of putting this in because we have had times where uh you know, one of us will get sick or we'll need to take a break or do a vacation or whatever we need to do. And it'd be nice to have one in the in the can. So, yeah, if you're hearing this, it means one of us is dead. Uh, that's, <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's what it means. Wow. So apologies. I hope you're morning well. I hope you're morning well. I just have this idea that like everyone's like, God, I hope it's not. <laughs> and then it was like all of a sudden, person. all of a sudden, they had the priority of <laughs> like who they rank. It was yeah. like hearing Chad Wickman, Chadwick Boseman's voice on that "What If" episode. Oh, that'd, yeah. be, yeah. that'd be the, that'd be the same thing. Here. Yeah, that, I mean, we're not that we're Chadwick Boseman. That was that very, was a terrible. Actually. That was very recent in our world. Yes. Uh, that episode yes. <laughs> might, might be three years ago now. And you're now into the the seventh season of "What If." <laughs> oh my God! I hope not. What? <laughs> I I feel like we're not going to be able to not talk about like our work oh of course you know we're not gonna be able to and and i'm gonna bring this up in this show proper and so if this is something that airs like two years on the line i'm happy to remind everyone i actually like the animation of what if i just want to say it here and now in this moment with you yeah animation i never complain about animation though like animation is just whatever style that person chooses i don't know that i ever just like i don't know i don't know what would be like really terrible animation speaking of animation that was actually one of the things that was brought up outside of twitter was if you guys could do an animated series for your job, what would it look like? And I love this idea. Um, I didn't give you guys a heads up that we were going to have this on the list because that's me. That's my. That's right. I'm playing. I'm playing the Danae role today. I didn't prep a single bit for any Isn't of it this. Lovely? It's lovely. I'm just Wait, ready so, to answer stuff. So, if there was an animated series about us, about CinemaSins, something oh. to do with our brand, what would it look like? And Aaron and I have talked about this on several occasions, but I think it would be really funny to take clips from our podcast, like little things that happen. Oh. For example, the time that you walked away from the microphone, Jonathan. And it was the cleaning person in the background, and it just oh, yeah. sounded like you were being murdered by a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and Aaron and I are playing that up. Like, that would be a really funny little animation moment that's not necessarily like if somebody watched it, they wouldn't say, Oh, this is clearly branded for CinemaSins, and this makes sense for the brand. It's more like the people behind the scenes right. stuff. I just think that would be really, really funny. I fun. think somebody's done that for some of the Syncast audio. I think somebody has done a little bit of that, if oh, I yeah? remember correctly. But that is a fun thing. I, I do like it when, like, fans of podcasts, like, the no animation will animate a clip, and that vacuum one is. I think it would just one. be Big Bang Theory. That'd be. I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, I don't know. It'd be. Like, it might be like a Kevin Smith movie or something. Though, if we're all just sitting around talking about movies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did it's look true. into hiring an animator. My first six months on the team, I was just I kind of looking around, <laughs> um, just to see what the cost would be. And also what it like what the plan would be. So to, to work alongside a couple of artists to bring to life some fun things that we uh. think our fans would really enjoy. So not our YouTube channel, not like a how it should have ended thing at all. Uh, so not like nothing that would go out on the main channel would literally be just for the fans from like almost more of a podcast perspective. And animation takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of focus, and it would literally be, you know, hiring someone onto our team that that would be what we would pay them to do. Right. So 
it would be awesome if we got to the point where we were creating like entertainment content for you guys that comes from our podcasting world, but that's probably not going to happen in forever. Yeah, because I think <laughs> I mean it might be it might be quicker turnaround now, but I feel like aren't most animated shows like The Simpsons and stuff aren't they working like on like a season and a half ahead or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're way out. And then like know. animated movies are you know two years in advance or mm-hmm. whatever. That's when they yep. start working on them. So animation takes a while. I want to know. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. All right, let's jump into some of the actual uh, tweets. This one comes from Caesar, who asks, what does the B in B team stand for? And then with a little addition of have fun with this one. So, have fun with it. Uh, that, that this is where it's like, oh, the real answer is kind of probably boring then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, boring, boring works. The boring, oh, team. The, the boring team. Yeah, that, that works really well. I didn't even think Moving about it. Moving on. <laughs> Great question. I mean, the B doesn't really stand for anything, right? So, well, Aaron is the one that <clears throat> came up with it. I suppose yeah. we should start there. And it was just more of a idea when this podcast started as a way to kind of, you know, uh, Aaron and Jonathan were hired to at the same time, mm-hmm. and then I came on about a year we were later. Joint twins. They had to. Literally the born birthday. on the same day. <laughs> so a we're a year apart, apart though. Like, a year apart. Our poor mother had to wait a whole year <laughs> for me to come out. Yeah, I was just hanging out on the outside for a year, just waiting for my buddy. Um, but I think it was originally, Aaron, you can speak to this, just a way to to talk about the new hires versus the quote unquote original team. Which I guess the original team is Aaron and or uh, Jeremy and Chris, and then they hired on their friend Buddy Barrett. And that's who we refer to as <laughs> their friend, Buddy Barrett. <laughs> yeah, Barrett's first. Yeah. Barrett has another first name. It's Buddy. You didn't know this, but yes, it's actually Buddy Barrett. Share, and he, and he uh, looks like an elf if you've never seen him. It's pretty uh, amazing. Yeah. So there's there's psychologically fun things with labeling yourself as like the um, the also ran. You know, like if there's a self deprecation to it that's really fun, it also allows for people to kind of glom onto like. We know we're we're the 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 we you know the next crew you know we know yeah, Syncast yeah. is the big daddy and we're you know doing our best and doing our thing and so yeah B team was that it also worked out nicely because we named the podcast behind the sins and so it's like the behind the sins team the B team mm-hmm. um, you know so it it kind of worked out yeah nicely. And it was funny because I remember I think it was Jeremy that had a hard time calling us that yes. because mm-hmm. he felt bad yeah. and uh, Barrett and Chris of course just laid right into it but. Uh, <laughs> But I, but at that but I was like no like it's cool like that we've kind of accepted it so. no it's a nice little yeah. I think it's a nice little term of endearment I, yeah, I think I you know too. it's it's nice having a name. it's an identity right like it's a yeah. it's a kind of a cool thing to to grab onto I did look like, I looked up words it could mean though okay. oh good nice uh, I went to uh, babblative mm. which is you're prone to babbling or mm-hmm. chatter that works uh, backspang which is a sudden jolt or kick which is how I described Danae. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Baffle gab, which is jargon-filled talk that sets out to clarify something, but only ends up confusing things. <laughs> which <laughs> I feel like, like that's us every oh week. <laughs> Those are great words. I love that one. That it, may be the go-to. Ba- what, what is it? Babble? Baffle gab or something? Baffle gab. Yeah, yeah baffle, baffle gab. gab. And then my We're last the one I found, team. which is just the dumb, but it's uh, beauty racious or buddy racious. It's something that tastes or looks buttery, which is all three of us. So yeah, yeah, yeah buttery-ious. Yeah. But no, yeah, the baffle gab. When I saw that, I was like, I found some site. It was like forty like awesome words that start with B or something. Well, I think that's the official answer now. The B stands baffle for baffle gab. gab. Mm-hmm. Baffle, baffle gab, gab team. Because we do we do often start explaining something and then we confuse ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. 
Yeah, that has been an interesting part of the evolution of the show. It, uh, we, we've continued to sort of, well, our rhythm started pretty quickly with the uh, setup of, of like how we format the podcast. And we've pretty much stayed consistent to that. But we do we do have a, a way of yeah, just complicating. We're baffle gabbers. We're, we're baffle gabbers. I love it. Uh, this one's from Nick. Uh, who on Twitter who asks if the A team run the Sin cast and the B team run the BTS cast are Daniel and Ian the C team and when will they get their podcast <laughs> or when will their podcast be airing? Um, I, this this question's come up a couple of times with well now you have two new writers so mm-hmm. are you adding another team? Um, and there's other questions about the hierarchy of this, so we'll kind of get to more of those here in a minute. I think we'll just focus for now on will Daniel and Ian be getting their own podcast? I mean, who knows? I mean, if Daniel and Ian want their own podcast, like, you know, that's the, that's the thing. There's not, I think there's a, a level of expectation a lot of times with this stuff that, you know, they sat down for months and then they, they strategize and they plan. And a lot of times it's just like somebody has an idea. Somebody has a Yeah, seed. this was quick, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was real quick. Like, I was just like, this would be really fun. I think the, the fans would yeah. enjoy it. Why don't you two hop on? Danae wasn't even really working for CinemaSense nope. hardly yet. And so, yeah, and, you know, it just, it happened. So, of course, that can happen, but there's, you know... It's not like something you don't you don't ever want to force it, right? Like that's the thing with creative work. If you if you do stuff because strategically it makes sense, that's fine, but it can it can feel forced and it can feel a little less passionate about it. But, you know, yeah, if somebody has an idea, I'm sure, you know, that's a possibility. We do have um, an internal sort of checks and balances system when it comes to podcasting. So if they came to the table with a podcast and it sucked, we would say no. I just want to clarify <laughs> that. Thank you, Danae. Thank like, you, Danae. We're going to talk about them. paint. <laughs> like we're gonna pick a color every week. <laughs> it's gonna be for, for gonna our be last segment with Dan and Ian. For our last segment, our last ten minutes, we're not gonna say anything. We're just gonna watch the paint dry. Yeah. For the last ten yeah. minutes of the podcast, just silence as we all watch the paint Ian's dry. Ian's like, so I'm gonna put some periwinkle on this wall, Daniel. What What do you think? <laughs> Oh my god! It's becoming a little more blue as it dries. Oh That's, my uh, god! Now people are going to so want that stressed. to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least one episode, like a mock episode of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Or Daniel and Ian just put it together as a joke and don't tell the A team, <laughs> <laughs> and they just listen to this like test pod. Like, what yeah. are these two doing? Yeah, um, I do think it's it's a bit unfortunate. Maybe not unfortunate. It doesn't really matter. But that like there's an expectation that they will be the C team or whatever that is. We'll like, get to you know, that. Yeah. We'll get to that. So yeah, there's more questions about that coming up. Uh, this one is from Polly, who says, "As the B team, do you ever wish that the teams would swap formats for a week, where we get a syncast, but it's the BTS format?" The BTS podcast with the Syncast format. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's a bl- yeah, that would be a blast. Be that would yes. be so much fun. Uh, he goes on to say it would be fun to see the B team do rants, uh, do a rant segment, and the A team reading notes uh, <laughs> about writing sins. Jeremy also loved this idea, um, and I think also Barrett said this would be fun as hell. We'd have to ha- come up with a sort of standard format for us to do for the B team to do a Syncast right. episode. Like either a basic episode with rants and such, uh, or maybe a guess the goofs episode. But yeah, I can see maybe where uh, we set up because we already kind of do recommends and record warns because we do behind beyond the sins. Yeah, a little. We do a little Which bit. Which is of my that. favorite segment. We, we do end up ranting 
uh, every now and then too. But mm-hmm, uh, but but we would actually come up with specific rants and yeah no. Yeah, we can figure it out. I would be I, like I would I would be very aware of trying not to do an imitation. Oh, of, I know, like, you know right? what I mean? Like yeah, I, like I would fear I'd like. I don't know. Well, Maybe that would be funny. Maybe it'd be funny to be like, you know, grab some of their. Yeah. And I've like, like guessed it and filled in for Jeremy a couple of times right. where I've done those kind of episodes. So, I mean, I, it would definitely be different. So that'd be fun. Who uh, would you imitate, Jonathan? I don't know that I'd imitate. I don't know. I mean, right now you're in Jeremy's chair. So. Yeah. I don't think I could do a good Jeremy. <laughs> I could. I could probably do a good Barrett. I would just have to, you know, make weird sexual comments and then be like, oh, man. <laughs> there you go. There uh, you go. Yeah. You just got to go. Why does it have to be another sequel? <laughs> That's my Jeremy. That's my. Oh, okay, okay. So that means I'm Chris. Oh yeah. Uh, that automatically makes me Chris. Yeah. No fucking pressure. <laughs> I can't. I, can't right. I, I just want to know what Danae's rants are going to be. She's gonna be. I'm going to talk about milk. Man, milk there is hard. On Aaron the has heard me rant before. If I get passionate about something I don't like, I can go off. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, this just... is fun. I like. This has to happen. We'll have to make this happen. This will be fun. It would be kind of be interesting to do around April Fool's or something where we mm-hmm. just kind of switch episodes. And don't even tell anybody. Just be like, yeah, that is fun. Well, April Fool's would be a good time to release the Ian and Daniel painting. <laughs> 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 like, also- what, like even if we just do like a small segment with them, that'll be like the start of B- that'll be we'll have uh-huh. it in the beginning, and then uh-huh. and then we'll go into BTS. Like they'll be right. like, yeah, like, like gotcha. House, um, House of Paint. Yeah. I also think it would be really fun for us to be strategic and drop in a mini BTS episode in the Syncast feed and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. There's promotional opportunity there for sure. Just like kind of come up with like a little, a, a short bite size of what we do. So that 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 is the other question though. When we do flip-flop, if we make this happen, which I would love to, does like do does our version of the Syncast go in the Syncast I feed? I think so, right? And their version of Behind the Sins yeah, goes in the Behind yeah, the yeah, Sins yeah. feed? I think that's right because that's the format of the show, right? So like the format of the show should go in its appropriate you watch, feed. You watched CSI, didn't you? Yes, for a long time. I gave Did up you, on the last couple of seasons. Hey, this would have been before that because I think, I can't remember if Grissom was still on there or not. But do you remember that week that they, that the, uh, Chuck Lorre was doing two and a half men at the time. He his team did a CSI episode, and the CSI team did a two and a half men episode. The CSI episode was it was Katie Seagal was the was the person who got murdered. She was a stand up comic or something. Do you you don't remember? This? I don't, I don't remember it, but that doesn't mean I didn't see it. But when they say that, that's kind of what that made me think of. Yeah. It was like you know just fun stuff like that. So I think that would be yeah. a lot of fun. It'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Brady, um, who has a question about, Brady. I guess, the definition of fast food. Okay. Um, is Starbucks fast food? I'm glad you asked. No. I'm glad you asked. You don't think Starbucks is fast food? I do, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they are now. They do, I don't think they started out as fast food. I think they started out as a uh, coffee shop. Well, they do They do have like sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, they got breakfast they? sandwiches. Yeah, and, yeah they've, they've got they a drive-thru. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, I had, I had their... I, well, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want Starbucks to not advertise for us at some point. So <laughs> well, they I'll, listen. I'll, they listen to our the show door right now. They yeah. they were knocking. No, I, I just I I was one morning. I was picking up my daughter wanted like a cake pop or something, and so I was like, I'll just get a sausage biscuit. It was it was you know it was something it was something it's I ate. It's not great fast food. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not great fast it's food. Not. I don't I don't enjoy. I guess their it food. is fast food. Yeah. Um, the follow up question to that then is, does that make Pete's fast food? Now I don't know what Pete's. I don't know what Pete's is at all. I have no idea. What so that then is. we can't answer that. that, Brady. I apologize. Um, Pete's Dragon definitely also, not fast food. <laughs> does this also mean McDonald's is a coffee shop? No, 
No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, nope. McDonald's, McDonald's sells coffee, correct? But they're not. They're not able Starbucks to make. Starbucks went from a coffee shop to being fast food. If we're, if McDonald's were to go from fast food to being a coffee shop, they'd have to just drop everything else and just be a coffee shop. They do have like frappes and stuff. But I think the point is, is that they have McDonald's has fast food and a variety of coffee beverages now. And they don't they really even have latte. I, I think. don't think they're leaning into it as much as they used to. I know at one point they actually were trying to compete with Starbucks. Like they were yeah. like, we have a better coffee than Starbucks. You know, you need to come to us. But I don't know that they're leaning it. And plus, half the time, like I don't know how often you guys go to McDonald's, but I have a very have a kid. Rarely. Yeah, but their shit's down. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're. Uh, their stuff's down all wait, the time. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you what, apologizing? Yeah, well, I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I just... Do you, we need to have a... <laughs> Next question for you, Jonathan. Do we cuss on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, we uh, we have... Uh, but anyways, there are ice cream machines and co- everything's down like yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah they're so not... There's yeah. like articles on how their ice cream machines are terrible. Yeah. 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 And they've slimmed their menu down so much, you know, so I, 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 I don't think they're even trying anymore. To... I think you have to ask the question if... Yeah, if you had to take out a lot of the bells and whistles of what a company did and return it to its roots what would it be and starbucks would be a coffee shop and mcdonald's would be a fast food and that's Listen, there's kind of two the words in fast food if if they sell food and they try to do it quickly i think that's fast food if they have a drive-through that's pretty much my only requirement being fast food here's a good question from tom uh, uh on twitter who asks for jonathan and aaron here's the question what qualities does a movie need to become an all-time favorite Ooh. I have no idea. I, I tried to think about this. I mean, there are personally, certain, right? It's a personal yeah, question. Personal question. Like, yeah. I guess you know, if you know, my wheelhouse, like if it's a good murder mystery, like that's probably going to set it a little higher for me than like say a really good romantic comedy, yeah, or something. But I think it. I, I don't know. I but but I but I but I love so many different types of movies. So I think it's probably. I'm a big structure guy. That's one thing, uh, which is why I've said in the past I have a problem with Christopher Nolan sometimes because I don't think he cares that much about the structures of yeah. his films, at least yeah. some of them. Yeah. Um, uh, Tenet's probably a, a, a different – is an example of where he does. But um, So I, I really like structure. So when you get like that perfectly like just structured film, I think that's when you get – for me, you get like Witness of the Prosecution. You get mm-hmm. Jaws. Yeah. You get Seeing it in the Rain. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. You know, so Jackie Brown, whatever. So I think that's – I think that is for whatever reason, that's a big thing with me. But, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Aesthetic. Um, just the atmosphere it creates. That's the main reason I like horror films because I just love the atmosphere of like Halloween and mm-hmm. like, you know, dark places and houses, you know, creepy houses and stuff like that. Yeah. So those are the kind of, I guess those are things that set it a little higher for me. My go-to answer is like I have certain things, certain parts of me that movies have to activate, right? Like, So you like porn. So porn is basically what I'm talking about. Uh, no, but this is, I mean, it does kind of sound a little sensual. Like these are basically my movie erogenous zones, right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Great. That, no, that's great. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like for me, like if it's like, like if it's set, like if the movie does, I mean, it might not be a good movie, but like it, it automatically gets points for me. If it's set like around Halloween or around fall. Right. That automatically, like I'm, I'm more interested in what's going yeah, on. Yeah, totally. That doesn't mean it's going to be a good movie, but at least I'm more tuned in. So if I'm going to call so. something an all-time favorite, it has to activate all three of my movie erogenous zones. Uh, my mind, my heart, and my gut. And yeah. it either has to do one of those really well and the other two okay, or all of them 
pretty good or like if it's going to be a favorite and so like it has to give me something to think about it has to give me something to feel and it has to give me something to react to you know the gut mm-hmm. thing is a little more nebulous but it's I was, kind of I was like, gonna say the gut thing could be bad it could make you sick or... well sure sure yeah but <laughs> what i mean in that case is like um like it, eye candy is a gut thing right like a movie yeah. that's like really big and bombastic that's a gut thing um a movie that's sensual that's a gut thing you know something that yeah, yeah. makes me react no that's a better answer um so if if it touches on all three of those zones it's got a good a good chance with me especially if it's real you know a real like i think of uh the prestige right just a real oh, yeah. that's another great thinker movie it's also got a real emotional you know heart to it that's why it's my favorite of nolan you know yeah, that's structural okay forget what i said about nolan i was just thinking about the dark knight specifically yeah, yeah. that's my problem with the dark knight is the structure of the dark knight is so crazy yeah. And it just really bothers me. And yeah. like, so I have a, but it, so, so yeah. But anyways, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, if you look through my list of favorite movies, you'll see a lot of movies that, you know, yeah, activate yeah, yeah. that, that kind of stuff. That makes sense. Um, you know, my favorite movie of all time is actually light on the, the head part. I mean, there's a little thinking to it, but it's mostly heart and gut, mostly gut singing in the rain. is just one of those movies that just makes me feel stuff all the way through. And I just joy and exuberance. And so, yeah. I think seeing in the rain also uh, think about that specifically is it does such a like movies about movies a lot of the times are not very good because I mm-hmm. think that it, it's so like it's so ridiculous what they're like it's amazing like when you look at movies within movies they're always just so ridiculous like you're like that would never be a movie mm-hmm. um, and unless it's just full on parody or something like UHF mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's fine, but like singing in the rain, just I don't know. It just like it gets movies more than I think uh, most movies like that do. Yeah, and it doesn't really get talked about in that venue. Most people talk about it as a musical. Usually, when you see like ranks of like movies mm-hmm. about movies, I don't feel like singing in the rain's always up there, but it yeah, should be. It should be. Uh, I love that our fans know us well enough to ask Jonathan and I that question and not you. <laughs> well, uh, Tom continues and says, "For Danae, hey, you get your own question. I know. Thank you, Tom. Uh, before Cinema Sins and becoming a parent what things made you want to actually see a movie oh okay which what a thoughtful question yeah um so this one's an, it was interesting for me to think about this i don't know that i've ever been the kind of person that's wanted to go to the movie theater i think the only time that happened to me was lord of the rings and I think so, a little bit star wars i was around you when like i was excited to go Force see how Awakens that one continued yeah. yeah that's true but here's the interesting qualifier i didn't want to see the first ones right it was on, on both of those occasions, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, I was excited to see the second and the third one because I saw the quality and I saw what they were doing. And I was curious to see the art, the artistic expression mm-hmm. of the story. You had read Lord of the Rings, though, but right? I had read Lord of the Rings, but yeah. I was I did not want to go. see. I wanted to go see it really, really, really bad. But I was also really afraid to see it because I loved the material so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, you I definitely didn't know how to interact. So yeah, you because I'm. I mean, as a reader myself, I it like I don't get as bothered by people changing stuff. But I know just from talking to you, that is something that kind of. I was with very you. worried, but I was seeing the images that were coming out. I was seeing the like the promotional material, and I was seeing how uh, beautiful it looked, and I wanted to be in that world. So I think for me, I would have to say, if I see a world I want to explore, I will go in. Like Dune, for example is one that I kind of want to go see what the world is. Sure. Yeah, don't watch the 84 one though. More <laughs> than I am am like uh I want to go see this movie. It's more right. it's more what are they doing? Or uh when we did Elite Battle Angel, I was like, "Oh, what is this world that they're building?" And I think that comes from my imaginative What's he building in there. <laughs> Man, I hope they make more Elite Battle Angels. I do too. 
Um, oh, no and way. I think that comes from just my imaginative sort of space. But to be honest with you, I at the and you know that I forget my experiences with movies a lot, so this is not surprising. But I can't remember a time when I was like, "Let's go see this movie." Mm-hmm. I'm just not built that way. Yep. Um, but I appreciate that you asked me that question. Uh, this one comes from Matt, who asks, "Who? This is going to be an interesting one. Who are the saltiest, thirstiest, and most profane <laughs> writers on the Sins team?" I'll, I'll say, I, I, I think we're all have our moments. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But like, I guess the one that surprises me the most is when it's Aaron. Yeah. And the one that surprises me the least is Barrett. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's mean, a really yeah. good way to what, answer what that. And I don't know, like Ian and Daniel. I don't. I, I, yeah, we'll I, have to get to know yeah, them a I little bit really, better. Like, I've done a couple things with Ian, but I haven't done anything with Daniel, so I haven't really gotten like what, what yeah. there is. Saltiest? Uh, salt- horniest? Horniest. No, wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's well, right. There was on. multiple things. Chris replies with this okay. and says, Barrett clearly writes the horniest and profane, Okay. and Jeremy clearly writes the saltiest. But Matt asks, salty, thirsty, and profane. So thirsty, I guess, would be the horniest. What is salty, though? Like, like, what? like I guess. I think that's I, a quick like to bite. anger kind of thing. Like, salt, when you're salty, I, you're, like, angry. Yeah, I would yeah. say that's more Danae. I yeah. mean, I, Jeremy's, it would be Jeremy or Danae. I've yeah. gotten better at it. I mean, you are definitely the least salty. Yeah, Aaron's the that. least salty. Yeah. But I may be close to the most thirsty, if I'm understanding that word correctly. Like, where that, that's the horny one. I think one. about that's sex the a horny, lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, like, especially in my writing... I definitely go towards like the perverted jokes more. But you think about sex in more of a like a curiosity way. Yes, it's it's you're not yeah like uh, I I mean I I, we don't need to get get more too open into to my (laughs) my my sex life. But I I don't think of that as I guess I don't think of that as thirsty. But maybe that is because thirst for knowledge. So (laughs) for sexual knowledge. (laughs) But Um, it does. I mean, everybody definitely writes some stuff i mean even jeremy jeremy i mean i've worked on jeremy with scripts where he'll i'll be like damn where did that come from you know it'll be like yeah i wrote one recently <laughs> that includes a masturbatory sock <laughs> and jonathan's response was ha ha you so we all have our moments but i think the one that i would say who the most profane is i think it would be between barrett and jonathan or uh jeremy that's what i was gonna say barrett and jeremy i write both get pretty profane i, I think i write more i might write more curse words i write curse words too yeah and you write a lot too i talk about but i don't know if that's necessarily the same as profane, profane. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. the word i use for uh barrett especially is transgressive like he really enjoys like figuring out where the line is and going across it like yeah. there's there's a real which is it can be a you know really funny and fun thing uh and you know in I, like, context, i've definitely so. i've definitely gone across the line a few times but then i'll just leave it in so you know yeah. be like just look at this crazy bullshit i wrote <laughs> <laughs> i know we're not keeping this but just look at it uh um, yeah but that's a that's an interesting that's an interesting question because we're really we're all trying to capture our version of the narrator correct that's who the important is thing to remember. the salty profane right. you know guy right um so we we all have that voice and it, and and maybe it shifts a little bit for each channel you know commercial sins is an interesting one you know mm-hmm. uh but and, and you know we're still all trying to find that narrator voice so mm-hmm. yeah but i've gotten to where i do go back and look at re when i'm re-looking at my script i make sure like i i make sure i don't have like i don't know like sometimes i just feel like fuck is so easy so yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. i mm-hmm. try sure. to think of something yeah. else yeah no i agree and i'll go back and yep. change a lot of those out because i'll just put them in real quick and then i'll go back and i change haven't them. written a good insult sin in a while and i remember i just had this memory of my first few months full time on the team 
thinking, I need to get better at this. And so I actually looked up this like really, you know, 10 amazing insults that'll leave your opponent in tears or something. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) It's your insult match. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Here's a hard shift uh, away from that topic from Sean on Twitter who asks, what's your favorite cheese? Provolone. That makes so much sense for me. But, bland uh, cheese. Yep. Just a bland Provolone cheese. Provolone is actually my least favorite is what yeah, I no, heard I, about. Is, but I'm, sure, I'm sure it's lots of people's. I love the way it melts and just how now, mild it is. I will say, like, I don't I don't go out of my way to try, like, I, I mean, I'm sure I've had, like, Munster and stuff, mm-hmm. but I but Ooh. I don't know. So I, but, I mean, as Munster's far as the good. cheese, I've actually had. A Provolone just is a little too sharp for me uh, most of the time, so I tend to stay away from it. I love sharp cheddar. Sharp cheddar's fine. Yeah. Uh, but there was actually a cheese. I'm trying to remember the name of it. But my my friend came back from Italy and she brought back uh, specialty cheese. And I don't know what it was. It mm. was white, slightly crumbly, and it had fruit in it. Um, like just veins of really powerful pops of, I think it was blueberry. And it was the most incredible cheese. That's amazing. I had way too, I had way too much of it and I suffered greatly, but it was delicious. I want to change my answer. Uh, I just remembered there's this amazing uh, cheese spread called Winschuler's Barschleys. And it comes in a little, <laughs> it comes in a little tub. That sounds like the it, thing, yeah, like it, you'd get it like, like you'd get it with one of those like baskets. Like, so, that would be so like... there was a bar called Winschuler's in Detroit, I think, mm-hmm. and they were well known for their cheese spread. And so they started to uh, package it. It is the most incredible thing I've ever put I on a say, cracker. I, I wrote, I, I wrote down pepper jack, but I will say, I love pepper jack. My too. full-on favorite cheese though is that white cheese you get at Mexican restaurants. I have queso. N- oh, queso. The yeah. queso. But, but, but they do it like the, you know, it's Ugh. it's like string cheese or whatever, yeah, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, shredded. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, it, that is queso, I guess. I, that queso is amazing. Chris yeah. responds with smoked Gouda. It's fucking fantastic. Jeremy says his favorite cheese is extra sharp cheddar. The sharper, the better. Barrett says blue cheese. Now, Sean had other elements of this. Overrated cheese. What's the most overrated cheese? I'm going to say cheese whiz. Uh, that is so... I'm actually... Sorry, cheddar would be my... That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Do you have an overrated cheese, Aaron? No. Uh, Jeremy answers this one by saying um, pimento or munster. And Barrett says brie. Fight me. Um, I don't really like brie. Sean continues, what's the most hate? your most hated cheese? Uh, Jeremy answers this by saying... Um, Colby Jack, which is the vanilla bland ass motherfucker from Yuppieville. <laughs> Col- Colby, like I, I don't have a problem with Colby Jack, but it doesn't. It's not one I go for. My wife loves Colby Jack, so we do have it and stuff. But it's like the marbled version of provolone and yeah. cheddar. Swiss um, is also overrated, in my opinion. I'm Swiss to me is really bland. I hate I hate Swiss cheese. It, well, it just doesn't taste like anything to me. So so Sean then responds to his own tweet with an additional question that no one has answered. If it pops into your head, feel free. Um, but the best use of cheese in a movie? Oh no! Oh I, yeah, I yeah. knew this. It's the for me, it's the mask. I mean, I, that was immediately what I thought of when he did that. There is a scene in the mask where Jim Carrey is in jail. And he's trying to, his dog is there and he's trying to get his dog to get the keys. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the dog, there's a piece of cheese on the desk by the guard, like a sandwich or something. And the dog picks up the cheese and then Jim Carrey just goes, not the keys, the cheese. And I don't know why, <laughs> but that has always just killed me. It's like such a sweet <laughs> moment and it's funny. Aww. and That is great. Uh, I have to go with Wallace and Gromit 
in all the, the yeah. various instances of their love of cheese. Um, um, so, yeah. Because I'm thinking of the song, There Are No Cats in America and the Streets Are Paved oh, with that's Cheese. A good one. That's I'm going to go with American Tail nice. on that one. God, I haven't seen that since um, I was a kid. This one's from Pete, who says, What distraction pulls you out of sin watching something? And while you guys oh. think of your answer to this one, Chris says, A fascinating plot issue is his answer to this question. Uh, Chris continues by saying, I stopped watching Endgame for sin's purposes and just watched straight to the end without sinning because of the time travel stuff. And I wanted to know it backwards and forwards before I started sinning it again. So that's a what pulls Chris out of a sin-watching experience. Um, I will actually follow up with that and say, I'm often pulled out of a sin brain during my first watch because there does come a moment when you're not, at least for me, I'm not able to sin it like I can because the story is trying to resolve itself and kind of come to this moment. And you don't even know what you could sin because you don't know what the movie is doing yet. And so every single time I watch a movie, they're just right in that transition to like the third act. I usually have to just completely watch it and my brain just turns off. I can't sin. Like some, maybe I'll see something like that. I think, oh, maybe I can sin this. So, for example, I'll be kind of writing down notes. Like she's wearing high heels outside, yeah. and I'll make like a quick little bullet point list. But I really can't develop the flavor of an actual sin because the movie is trying to do something, and until I know what it's doing, it's difficult to kind of find my pacing. I don't force myself to do that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't force myself to write sentence anymore the first time through, even if I've seen the movie. I'll usually just watch it. If something comes to me, I'll make a note or I'll write a sin, and then the second time through, I'll, yeah. you know, or the pieces I have. I don't yeah. go through necessarily the whole movie a second time, but I'll go through, like maybe I'll have 30 minutes of no sense. So I'll go back through that. But for yeah. me, it's I think it's just YouTube because I'll go look up an outtake and then all of a sudden these other things will pop up and then I'll just go down this rabbit hole of like YouTube stuff and that distracts me definitely. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm trying to process the question because there are two it almost it almost seems like some of the answers are what pulls you further into sin brain and what actually takes you out of sin brain. Like, you know, the anytime I try to write an alliteration, like a really strong alliteration, I, you know, I'm going to spend some time on that and yeah. have to look up words and different things like that. But that's almost pulling me further in to sin brain, not necessarily stopping me sinning. Uh, as far as like taking me out of sin brain, it outtakes. Um, and I've stopped looking up the YouTube videos during writing sins because of that, because of, you know, taking so long to, to get to them. But still, if an outtake comes to me, even if I jot down the notes, I have to force myself to get out of outtake brain and back into sin brain because they for me and I don't know if it's true for everybody for me they are so different like I have to hard shift like out of out of that so yeah if I see a great outtake I'll find myself writing more great outtakes and, and forgetting then, yeah. that I'm, I'm actually supposed to be sending the movie. <laughs> I mean, the easy answer here is my child pulls me out of sin watching. Right? Yes, uh, but so. your child's not in the movie. <laughs> uh, great, great question. Um, this one comes from Phoenix King, who just quickly asks, I know Dicer has Sif Pop, but do Jonathan or Danae have any other side projects that you're working on? I love the show. Thank you. Um, so Ian and I are working on a side project right now called Captain's Pod, and there's more to come on that. Uh, so I do have a side project with Ian, but like individually, uh, I am mostly just focused on uh, trying to develop content for my Twitch channel. Um, so it's not a podcast, but you can go watch like video on demand style. Aaron and I do a, a show on Mondays together 
that you can see on twi- on Twitch as well. But like personal own content, it'll likely be <clears throat> just me talking about the video game that I'm playing, um, possibly getting lost on some bunny trails, maybe pulling my guitar out and singing a song every once in a while. I really just want to get more into that rhythm. And I think I'm going to – my goal is to start doing that on um, Tuesdays. Uh, I don't know when this audio is going to be coming out. And so – I hope it's not another one of those things where I really want to do something and then the audio comes out in two years and I still haven't done it. So if that happens, you know, I'll just have to kind of reassess why this always happens to me. Um, <laughs> well, you won't know because it's not like you listen to this when it comes out. No, I anyway, won't. So. Uh, there's also a, a whole uh, podcast and, and branding thing that I did called Tots and Sass, which was supposed to be another outlet for me individually. But I waffle when it comes to just me if I'm working with someone and I have a partner man I am like all in let's go but if it's just me doing it I always have a really hard time with my own projects just personally I don't have anything specific going on um, I mean Chris and I want to do a podcast again at some point and that but once again like we talked about earlier you know you don't want to force anything it's more just trying to come up with the best thing and I'm, I'm sure that will happen eventually maybe by the time this comes out it will have happened uh i do want to write a book at some point i really want to write a book uh but finding the time to do that between this job and then just you know my my daughter has stuff that i you know i spend time with her and my family and you know it all uh then all of a sudden the week's over (laughs) and you start back up but uh but i don't know I, i i think i might mess with some of that this fall because typically around like what is it it's august now but typically we have some downtime a little bit of downtime uh in december you know, at least with Cinema Sense. So, um, yeah, I might, I might, I might be dabbling into that. I have ideas, and I've, I've done some outlining and stuff, but I haven't actually gotten into the meat of it yet. So we'll see. Good question. Uh, here's one from Joseph Davis who asks, "What is something that is live action and you think it would be better animated?" Uh, Polly responds this and says, "I'd like to see a live action Nightmare Before Christmas because there was, and also vice versa." Uh, I mean. There's um, things I'd like to see, but I don't know if there's anything. I couldn't think of anything that would be better. I was thinking about this, too, because I do love, you know, animated things. And you can do so many different things with, you know, animation. So yeah. there's a like I was thinking of things that were really silly, like CSI Miami animated, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't make any sense at all. Um, or like Good Place animated. These things where, you know, just an, a normal show that you're watching that you turn into an animation. Like an what, animated what slasher film. That'd be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be. You know, vice versa, I can think of a lot of things that would be really fun to see live action because I love the world. So if you go like Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts, but then you can't do so much because of the style of the animation. Like I would love to see it because I think if they did it well, it would be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I, I, but, have, I have a lot of thoughts the other way. Like animation to live action, I have a lot of things that I would really like to see and think be fun. I don't know why it is, but going from live action to animation always feels like a downshift to me in some ways because of how much you can do with live action now. Animation was always a great way to be creative in a way that you couldn't do with live action. And now with computers and so many different things, you can almost do all of it with you know live action, uh, maybe not as easily. But um, yeah, because you have to make it almost like seamless. Well, I'm thinking of crazy things like uh, like Darren Aronofsky films, like you know, Mother is one of my favorite films. But like, is Mother animate? Like, is he able to do more? Like with the metaphors and you know the visuals that he wants. I don't know. That's a pretty amazing visual film in live action. Or like Noah. 
Yeah, or Noah. Yeah, like like I'm just so I'm trying to think of those things. And I really couldn't, but like the uh, the one that I go back to uh, is Last Airbender, and of course, you know, M Night infamously tried it and mm-hmm. completely failed. They're trying to do it again at Netflix, and the creators left that project, and so like. It's just like, and they're still going to do it. Netflix is still going to do it. And I'm super nervous about it. But I would yeah. love to see that world actually realized, you know, uh, in a live action kind of way. But, um, I mean, and, uh, like with the trans, like maybe the Transformers movies, maybe those could be better mm-hmm. animated. I, yeah. I don't know. Because you'd still have Michael Bay. Right. So not that he's terrible, but I don't know. Something about that. Those movies are just idiotic in a way that I didn't realize was possible. <laughs> But um, and then also there's this movie that came out a couple summers ago, uh, Lion King. Hmm. I think that'd be a pretty good yeah. animated. They I should, think that might have been better or animated. Or like Cruella well, live action, but animated like 101 Dalmatian yeah. style or, like, or something. Or like Aladdin with Will Smith. I think that would have yeah, been a good anime. Yeah, that could make a good animated film. That's true. <laughs> really glad that you brought that, that up because that was one of the things I thought. I was like, Ugh. Uh, this one's from Scott who asks, if you could change one Best Picture Oscar award, which one would it be? And why is it Forrest Gump? Now, here's why I'm glad that you asked that question, because my answer is Forrest Gump. Um, I don't know why. That, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember this being a thing. I love Forrest Gump, though. So if it didn't win, it should have. Chris said. No, uh, no, he said Forrest Gump won. Oh, well, then it should have won. Said, but the thing about Forrest Gump, I don't know which movie he's specifically talking about. Oh. But I'm guessing it's Pulp Fiction or Shawshank Redemption. Oh, was it? Was that? They were all up at the same yeah, time? And actually, and oh, geez. I, I, like, I like his answer, but... But I think I'd be one of the few that would say yes. But I would put Quiz Show. <laughs> yeah, the, that I'm was with my, you. Yeah, that they was love all, Quiz Show. I love Pulp there. Fiction. I love Pulp Fiction, but I, I like mean, Quiz Show better. What's wild to me about this question, as somebody who doesn't follow the awards and stuff, is thinking like all of those movies being up at the same time. Oh yeah, and having the advantage of reflection and time, and they all still are really yeah. That's a really that's good a movies. that's a pretty powerful year. I mean, I. Because I mean, Forrest Gump. I mean, I I don't hear as much people talk about it, but it, like if you have cable, like it's on all the time. I mean, Listen, it's still it's still uh, a very it's still a very easily accessible movie, and it's it's broadcast one of, a lot. One of the random facts about Danae is if you ask me what movie have I seen the most, mm-hmm. it's Forrest Gump. I love Forrest Gump. I, I watched that movie I, so many times. I don't really completely get why people have turned on it. I don't know, and I don't know that people like just full. I mean, I guess people do hate it. People hate everything, but. I don't know. I think that's a really good movie. Uh, Chris responded to your question, Scott, by saying, Forrest Gump is definitely a good best picture redo. It should be Pulp Fiction or Shawshank. And then he continues by saying, Titanic should be rescinded for L.A. Confidential. That's a good one. King's Speech. I totally disagree with that. Titanic was... Oh, Titanic's... But that doesn't mean Titanic's bad. I just think L.A. Confidential is a better movie. Yeah, sure. Um, He says, King's Speech should lose to Social Network. Yes. Um... This person said one, but fuck it. <laughs> Those are all really good examples um, that I would never have like known. And and it's hard because you do have a lot of opinion. And then time, like I said, reflects and you think, what are the standout things that... Well, and there's even movies that weren't nominated. We were just... Chris and Jeremy and I were talking about Almost Famous. I yeah. mean, that's easily my favorite film from 2000. Like, I, I mean, it's not even close. And that wasn't even nominated. Yeah. You know, it was in Gladiator, which I do like Gladiator, but it's like... I don't sure. know. That's such a weird year. Gladiator. I didn't even know my, Gladiator. Mine. Are you still looking? I can answer. Yeah. Real no. Quick. I was looking at '89. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy. I I don't think should have won Best Picture. And I was just trying to think. What was it up against? I think Field of Dreams is probably the one I would have. What else was it up against? Made then? it. Uh, Born on the Fourth of July. Huh. Dead Poets Society. Uh, my Left Foot. You know. Um, I, 
it's weird. I've I've had a real love hate relationship with Dead Poet Society. I I didn't like it for a long time. Now mm-hmm. I kind of love it. So it yeah. it might be in that conversation. Mine was easy though. Uh, 1941. Um, I love How Green Was My Valley. That is a great movie. That is actually Alex Trebek's favorite movie. Uh, trivia. Oh, nice. But Citizen Kane <laughs> not winning Best Picture. I mean, especially now. It's yeah. it's insane to me. I mean, Citizen, I, I just don't know how you don't let Citizen Kane win. Talk about a movie that's big and a movie that completely changes filmmaking. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's seismic, what we should be movie, giving yeah. stuff like Best Picture to. You well, know? here's another good example. In 99, American Beauty won uh, in Sixth oh. Sense probably was you know the more seismic well, and, film. And I, that- I don't even think – I mean I, – I probably would have gone like I don't even know ninety nine man eyes wide shut Magnolia. There's just so many films to choose from that year. I mean, well, the Jeremy nominees, would say The Matrix. Well, I was gonna say not, it, yeah. it's funny to look at the nominees in ninety nine and how many aren't on there. But I know it was. Was it Green Mile nominated? <clears throat> yeah, Green Mile, Cider House Rules, Ugh. The Insider, and The Sixth Sense. Of the ones nominated, Sixth Sense should have won. I would go Insider with the ones nominated with Sixth Sense right behind it. Uh, Green Mile is good. Sure. It's. I don't think it should be nominated for Best Picture. Cider House Rules sucked. Yeah. I remember that was terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a great question. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I've got thirty more years I could talk about. Oh, I mean, but, but I mean, I think every year. I mean, I. I you mean, yeah. I mean, what are the chances that your actual favorite film that year is one? I mean, it's probably pretty rare if you actually yeah. go back and look through the years. Yeah. You know, I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark losing to Chariots of Fire. Right. E. T. losing to Gandhi. Yeah. I mean, those are you know Jaws. Uh, lost to um, Back to the Future was nominated, wasn't Charles it? Charles lost to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Back, it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. It it was nominated for Best Screenplay. Oh, okay. It should have won Best Screenplay, but it didn't. But now on to the most important question from Frank Kemp, who asks: Boxers or briefs? Boxer gonna, briefs. Hmm. That is what Jeremy said. Yeah. I I briefly wore boxers. Uh, and Barrett says a thin <laughs> layer of gabardine. Yeah, is not neither. <laughs> yeah. Get gabardine? Do you guys know what that is? I have no idea what that is. All right, I'm I saw this up. that. I had no idea what he's talking about. I thought it was funny too. <laughs> Barrett copied over Jeremy's answers. <laughs> Oh, okay, Gabardine is... <laughs> it's like parents like, here are my answers. And then it was like, well, Chris and I started Cinema Simmons. I was like, what is this? Uh, Gabardine is apparently a smooth, durable, twill-woven cloth, typically, uh, or, uh, typically of worsted or cotton. Thank you for teaching us about that today. Yeah. Um, I think we've answered this question before, but this one's from Scott, who says, what's a video that you would have loved to write on but didn't get the chance to? Uh, Fifth Element for me. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good choice. I love the Fifth Element. I think now that I've been in here long enough, I kind of think it would be fun to just... Like watch it and give it a little bit of love, but then when also was that, that one. That was, was that like that an six early years one? ago. I think. Oh, okay, it was a while ago. Um, mm. I I love tackling like you know favorite movies. So I thought of Seven would mm-hmm. have been a really fun one for me. Silence of the Lambs would have been really fun. I think because I enjoy that challenge of tackling movies that I really love. Yeah, yeah, me as well. Yeah, any of the Pixar movies that I wasn't around for. Um, oh yeah. Prestige, I already mentioned that one. That would have been fun to send. Inception would have been fun to send. Yeah, there's there's a bunch I would I, I don't know. Like, Nolan sounds like headache-inducing, though. Like, even if I love the movie, like, I just, yeah. just, just going hey, listen, through that. Now I, that, that I've sent Tenet, yeah. I feel like I can oh, send anything. My <laughs> I've never been, I have never been, not, not, I mean, I, I never am unhappy with an assignment. Sure, like, sure. I'll take anything, but I wasn't, like, sad I didn't get that one. Yeah. I was like, 
God, I don't even know where I'd start. And you guys, that was another one where I didn't think Chris had to like step back. Maybe you did too. Yeah. And yeah. We talked a lot. Yeah. Um, this one's about insta sinning from comes from the deciphered code, which uh, who asks, what made you want to do insta sins? Because we thought we'd get more views. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you encountered right? any troubles? Yes. And do you think it will ever be possible to do an insta sin for a movie? Mm, yes. Well, it would have to be streaming. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be streaming. Um, or direct to video or something. Or direct to video. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it's an interesting question. I, I. It's funny because giving it the name Instasin was probably the best thing we did because it kind of makes it this fun like event kind of thing. But the, the the idea has always been to send things as quickly as we can. It's just that with movies, you have to wait you have till to wait they for come the Blu-ray for, to come out yep. to be able to do it. And mm-hmm. so um, it's not publicly available in that way. But the streaming things, you know, that's it's a very interesting thing because we can all kind of watch it and jump on it and mm-hmm. um, as fast as we possibly can and all tv is streaming somewhere you yeah know, publicly immediately so it, so it definitely has changed things and it has been a lot of fun um the final question was what's one of your favorite that you have instant and why i think like we could collectively say rick and morty because mm-hmm. uh the our audience mine. on tv sends loves rick and morty and so to be able to do it as we go um is fun so we could say that because of the views and stuff, but I think mine is WandaVision because there was a mystery happening at the same time and it was such a mind fuck to try to figure out how to send something that you don't know if it's going to answer itself cool. or if the if, if something's going to appear later on in like episode four that completely undoes something that you right. wrote in episode one. And then, of course, you guys know we put them together in this sort of like seasonal recap where you're going to see if we messed our own sins up and we really had to kind of puzzle piece our minds together and i think wandavision was with mandalorian it was a little bit of that too a little bit but wandavision was more more specifically that mystery Mm -hmm. and that was an interesting thing to experiment well we were all three on every episode whether we were shadowing or writing then we watched them and we talked about them friday before we did behind the scenes so that was just kind of a fun thing that we all shared i really liked that one a lot that my my answer is Mandalorian, days. actually, um, and I think a lot of it has to do with. The, <laughs> I forgot we did because that was second well, season, right? It was yeah, it was season two. Yeah, and it was, I totally forgot. It was our first instasin, right? Was Mandalorian season two? Wasn't that the first one we did? Did we not? Oh, oh yeah. no, we did the second half of Rick and Morty season five. We did those yes. five episodes. Those those were the first ones. Anyway, and that was God. Those were that was the whole like or you know, taking out the commercials. That was headache inducing. Trying to figure out what the yeah. time frames yeah. were, time stamps were. Uh, but my answer is Mandalorian because I love the the Skywalker thing at the end. I love that we got a chance. Ever since I had sinned um, the Red Wedding episode of Game of Thrones uh, and had Jeremy was doing the narration on TV sins at that time and kind of had the narrator do like an emotional reaction and then Cine trying to like respond to what the narrator was doing during the red wedding, that kind of stuff. I was like, how amazing would it have been to release that when that was all happening? And that's kind of where the seed of the Insta Sin was like, you know, um, and so, so to be able to have a big fan moment like that and have the narrator freak out and Cine try to, you know, keep up with it. Like Mm -hmm. that was, that was kind of a, culminations is a weird word because that almost sounds like an end, but it was, you know, um, a culmination of that idea of being able to experience a fun yeah. event with the fans in kind of in the, moments the moment it's happening. Yeah. So, that yeah. second half of that Rick and Morty season though, we were glad to see how well it worked, but it, that was not fun because we, and it, we just had to learn as we went how yeah. we needed to schedule them. Correct. Because and that was ske- like Mondays yeah. were yeah. just 
a pain in the ass. Well, <laughs> like, it was crazy. We had, we had, we really went for it with yeah, that yeah, first yeah. one. It was like it airs Sunday. We want it written Monday. We want it produced on Tuesday. And we're going to throw it on the channel as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think what we realized was it's okay to schedule ourselves the ability to write these things well, produce mm -hmm. them well. Because many of them are going to, you know, possibly have to wait for a little bit anyway through the claims process, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I like yeah. the way we do it now. But you're right that those five episodes I mean, were intense. It was fun, but it was it was intense. It was yeah. a lot more intense. But uh, by the time we got and even Mandalorian, I think we were trying to turn those around at least within a few days. Yes. So it got a little better. And then now we've got it. We've, we've figured it out. Mm -hmm. The least anxiety way to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, no, but, and then I kind of joked about getting more views, but we figured, like, you know, this is what people were watching now. This is like the water mm -hmm. cooler sure. show. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know if we have water cooler shows anymore, but that was kind of the idea was to yeah. hit those when, when people are out. most interested in them because we've done shows that were very popular. Um, like Sopranos, mm -hmm. but it's just when we did it, like just nobody really cared about Sopranos anymore. Now, you know, there's a movie coming out. I mean, those are evergreen, right? Because right. there's like mm -hmm. a movie coming out. That video might get some, you know, people might discover it. I mean, I had somebody the other day say, you guys should send suits. And I was like, we have, here you go. <laughs> So yeah. all 90 minutes of the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've just been experimenting with format uh, on TV Sin side the last year and finding the InstaSin kind of, uh, it kind of brought us to the table in a more present and active way. And so, you know, we don't, we don't always get a chance to do that. I've really liked it. I think it's a very, um, it brings a lot of energy to our writing mm -hmm. too, because we, we, we're just all at the writing table together I mean, not literally, but, you know, in our minds, just putting the best effort that we can in because we know that people are actively watching uh, and paying attention to it. Yeah, so. and it's allowed those full season videos, which people love. Yep. And yeah, so, it's been really cool. Good question. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels? 
when we're um, okay we're gonna try this okay. uh, i just wanted to tell you about the survey again which is at cinemasense.com slash bts so go fill it out um, this one comes from Fridge Rain, who asked this question, and Chris did answer this one. If there is nothing faster than light, how did the dark get there first? Chris answers, because there is no such thing as dark, and we only perceive it in the absence of light. Thank you for that question. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had no answer to that one. There you go. That's the answer. Uh, this one's from Sid's Objective, who asks, what's your personal record for the number of tabs open for a CinemaSins research? This is more you two, I think. I, I, I close my tabs I pretty can't frequently. That, like, you do, Jeremy does, and Barrett I, does, too. I will too. tell you, I have, I always have, okay, so, I mean, just outside of the sinning, I always have Gmail and Slack up. Like, I almost always have those mm-hmm. up in case you guys are trying to get in touch with me or whatever. And then I typically, I obviously have the script tab up because we use the docs now. And then I typically have the IMDb page up for whatever I'm working on, just because if I have to reference a cast member, Mm -hmm. uh, occasionally Wikipedia, and then I always have YouTube up. But when I go do, like, if I have to research something else, if I have to look something up, once I've looked it up, I close it. So That's wild. Mm-hmm. I Why think, is that wild, well, though? Just, I, I don't know. It's just not is, how I operate. But yeah. I, well, I get, like, I, I genuinely, and this might be Jeremy, too. I'm not going to speak for him. But I genuinely get, like, anxiety if there's yeah. too many tabs up. Sure. Like, it starts I guess that makes sense. Me. Yeah, Jeremy says, at one time, I usually close tabs when I'm done with them. I think the most research I ever did for a sin was Now You See Me, and it was a sin I had to cut because I was super wrong about it and had totally misunderstood a thing. I did maybe close two hours of research, did close to two hours of research on that one. It's embarrassing. Stop making me talk about it. I thought that was Barrett's answer. (laughs) Nobody's even going to get that joke. (laughs) Um, Barrett responds and says, like, Jeremy, I'm a serial tab closer, so I only have two to three open at once. And I'm telling you right now, I easily can have up to 20 tabs open on my computer at a time. Easy. No, you guys have said that. I'm just like, But it's it's even worse because I also have four windows open too. from different accounts. Yes. So I have my CinemaSins account. I have my Studio DNA account. I have my personal account. And I'll hop back and forth. And each mm-hmm. one may have upwards of 10 tabs open. Oh, and then I will. I do. Obviously, I have the, the video. So I have. Yeah. That, I guess that's technically a tab. The What is it? What do we use? VS? I, VLC. VLC. So that's VLC, what I use. Yeah. My, I have VLC, Slack, usually Word. I usually have about VLC's two or a three. VLC is not in well, browser. By the way, when did they? start having that subtitle thing i i never you i'm so glad you showed me that where you can look up subtitles yeah 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 well i just uh, from the beginning of me using it so i, I thought yeah, i thought it's been initially you guys went to a site we and downloaded did, them. We but did. then chris figured out how to do that oh, you guys don't know what we're talking about but listen we have to read a lot of subtitles and so <laughs> sometimes the show won't have a subtitle on it and we actually have to go hunt down the subtitles that's the i've had a couple I know. Where there weren't any but yeah. it's it's that's nice I know yesterday I'd accidentally closed out a window, and when you go to recently close, it'll say, open this many tabs or whatever, and it was 36. It said, open 36 tabs, and I was like, yep, open them back up, and that's my baseline. That's not writing. When I'm writing, I have the script. Jonathan is sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my my daughter does this, though. When I go to my daughter's, and and she's got a Mac, too, which is, it's more of a pain to get everything closed for some reason for me, but she has so many up, and I'm just like, you've got to close those before I can help you. I'm 
I'm done. When I start a script, I immediately <laughs> open about five or six tabs of, like you said, yeah, IMDb, do, different yeah. things like that. And then every time I do research, I leave those open in case I want to go back to them. And, and it's nice because it's all contained in my script window. So, like, I you know, I pull the script out and then all the research I'm gotcha. doing. And so, like, I'm not seeing any of my other, like, productivity tabs like from Gmail work, those or whatever. Gmail, those mm-hmm. kind of things. I'm just seeing my writing tabs. And sometimes those tabs, I will. I'll, I'll see a tab that I've left open and go, oh, I can do a call back to that or, you know. Do you still watch the movie on a TV, though? Like, did you used to do no, no, that, right? I did used to watch on a TV. But now that we have them digital. Now, know, that, now that we're doing more digital. Because I've always, I have to use a second monitor. I can't, you do just on the laptop, right? You click back and forth or didn't you used to do that um i now have like one monitor will be the the um and it's a separate computer because i got a gaming computer so my gaming computer is where i actually air my material and i'll just hit the space bar and then i'll write on my laptop a lot of times that second monitor was a lifesaver because when i I didn't even have an office set up when I first started doing this full time. And so I was like in the living room and I was just on my laptop. So I was switching back and forth or I was watching the movie on a TV. That's what I used to do. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really like either one of those scenarios. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure monitor. out my groove, but I always have tabs open like you, Aaron. And, and they are like little bunny chill reminders of thoughts that mm-hmm. I have. Oh, um, I got you. So, but see, yeah, because I guess I'm thinking like I look up whatever I need to look up. I write the sin and I don't need that anymore. Yeah. yeah I keep it's, it up. I keep it up and it, and it has occasionally uh, led to me writing a running gag. Like I'll, I'll notice that I've still got that gotcha. tab up and that kind of thing. But but no, you're. I mean, it's probably wiser to close them, I guess. I'm just like, it's also I, satisfying at the end when I'm done with a script to hit the X and just like close, <laughs> you know, 50 tabs. It's like, ah, oh, Well, that's like you that's open gone. it up all of them at the same time for the yeah. videos. It's like your do. computer taking a massive shit. Just yeah. like, ah, oh, get that out of yeah. my system. The poor I clear RAM. Out, I clear out my... Uh, uh, I. I, I erase files constantly too. Like I'm always yeah. like, if I don't need this anymore, it's in the trash. Good and, for you. Know. you. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Possible Movies, who says, as a member of the B team, so either of us can answer this one. Are you ever allowed outside, or is it a dungeon window your best source of <laughs> sunlight? No, we get we have we have a window. Um, yeah, I have a window in my office, <laughs> and uh, and we have a little slot in the door. I don't that usually they feed have the blinds through. open though. Yeah. Um, usually it's what we get three crackers <laughs> around noon. Yeah, that's our yeah, snack time. Yeah. And then I think an apple, of course. We get an apple around 3 o'clock. Do you that guys comes forget to, to eat, though? I forget to eat all, <laughs> all the, time. the time. And it'll be time to go pick up McKen- my daughter and from school, and I'll be like, I'm, I'm so, so hungry. hungry. Yeah, I don't yeah. have time to make anything. Yes, that's why I started doing the adult Lunchables thing, where I could just go and just grab the adult and just rip the, the thing best off thing ever. and then have a quick Noon snack. Noon every day, I just have a little adult Lunchable. Do they have adult Lunchables? Yeah. Well, they're Hillshire, Hillshire Farms. Farms. Those great ones, yeah. Oh, I'm going to do Yeah, they that. have, like, incredible. We're going go to we're gonna go to the grocery store after this. <laughs> uh, to, to, to on a serious note, no, they don't let us out. Nope. Uh, send help. Okay. Uh, this one comes from Name Cannot Be Blank, who asks, "Why does Hollywood at large still think we don't want to know what is happening in action scenes?" Chris responds this and says, "I honestly think the problem is that they can't use the real actors to do a lot of these scenes, and they have to constantly cut between the real person and the stunt person, and they can't make the star learn all the movie, all the moves, and do the dangerous stuff." They also don't have the time to set up a proper action scene because the release date of those films is known to too far in advance. Also, I think they believe fast paced editing is more exciting for some reason. It, I, I think I, I just I, it's it's interesting. I read a um, um, I think it was Outlaw Vern. Um, his I think it was a review he wrote. Maybe it was of uh, Black Widow. And he did this whole like paragraph on how 
just insane he thinks it is that Marvel, like Marvel, like Disney with these Marvel movies, with how much money they spend, he's like, they could be like setting like, like it could, they could be like the Matrix, like setting up new action movie trends and mm-hmm. styles and like the way you shoot an action scene because they have like, you know, unlimited resources for these movies. Uh, but they, for whatever reason, like he's, you know, I think he ended it with something like they're not even trying to be any, they're not even trying to be the third or like they've settled on being the third best. Like mm-hmm. they just don't seem to care about these action scenes. And I, I, I don't really understand it. They're not terrible. I don't think I'm quite to the level of like a lot of people are, but I do think that they, especially after watching like 20 plus movies in this universe, uh, they do become interchangeable. They do. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris is right. I think it's ROI. Yeah. I think it's return on investment. I don't feel like they think that really investing in a top-notch, really cool action scene that you can watch from like mm-hmm. one cut from a distance is worth the 10% of fanboys and fangirls that'll be like, oh, did you see that? Whereas 90% of the audience is probably just, you know, that's the fight who won, right? Like there's, you know, there really is, I think. Now there's subli- I I would say they're subliminal in you know things that i think everybody picks up that you know that can be like oh i enjoyed that for some reason i don't know why but at the same time they i think they're probably right i think the roi is probably better on just doing these because they're fine they're fine yeah they're fine but that's fine but i but i do agree it especially with disney and they just have so much money and they're already putting so much money towards it why you know i don't know why not just do deep fake why not go get like a go get a different coordinator or something i I don't know well you're not wrong danae i mean eventually eventually the cost eventually the cost of fully cg actors is going to come down enough and be realistic enough saying like cut to the 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 stunt double but you no, that's what I mean. I, you deep fake, but there's no, and there's no like. I'm trying to even think of like a moment in an action scene from like an MCU movie that like stands out to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are like dialogue moments. There's like you know on your left. I mean, right. obviously that's a big moment, but that's not an action moment. Whereas you go like I think back to like movies, and maybe this is just more when you're a kid. Maybe people that were kids when these movies came out, they do have something from Iron Man that sticks mm-hmm. out to them. I, but like the, I think about like I think about like Superman, like like Zod realizing that he's lost his power, mm-hmm. and uh, or like the crane kick, or mm-hmm. like you know, like I like there's not like, and I'm not saying those initially great action scenes, but I'm just saying like they don't even have like those like cool moments that they've got. One, they've got the one that I always go back to is Captain America elevator scene. That's that's the one kind of yeah, for, that, for me that was that's I I like every I do like that scene because I yeah. lo- and I love the whole like are we gonna what is it are we gonna do yeah. this yeah. yeah yeah or does anyone want to get off yeah. or something. Yeah. No, I because Frank Grillo is so good in that scene too. No, that's that's beautiful. That so, that would be probably the one that stands out to me as well. One of the ones, and this isn't the question, but one of the big standout at all fight is Kill Bill. There's just so many. Oh, Kill Bill's great. Yeah, right. I, but that's I somebody who who they, but, but cared about that. Well, stuff. and Tarantino yeah. like knows. Like, I mean, that's his. Like, he's obsessed with that kind of stuff. So he got. I don't remember who the coordinator was, but you know, he went and purposely got him, flew mm-hmm. him over, right. and yeah. But that's know. not why people go to see Marvel movies, right? Like, that's not you know. Uh, yeah, so there's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm starting to wonder why people do see Marvel movies. (laughs) Is it just no? I'm serious. I mean, is it just the fanboy stuff? Is that what they're going for? I think it's IP investment. I think it's IP investment, and it's fun. It's It's fun. It's fun. 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 I have friends like I. There was a a a parent of one of my daughter's uh, classmates that we become friends with. uh, Him and his wife. Uh, He never read comics. 
Never, never, yeah, never me. picked up comics. But once he, but once he got in the MCU, he's still not reading comics, but he does research. So like he knows, like he knows who all these characters are sometimes better than I do because he just it. He got really into it, you know, mm -hmm. um, in a way that I just never have. But that's just one movie. I, I'm really, I'm really excited to see what happens in Matrix Four. I'm yeah. like really curious yeah good call what's gonna be not even necessarily the movie itself but just i'm really curious about the action in that yeah. movie because that i feel like i mean there's obviously a lot of there's a lot of great like foreign films and stuff a lot of great you know action films overseas and stuff that are yeah. still being made but i just feel like the matrix feels like that was the last maybe like the born movies but it's like the Matrix or the Bourne so, movies. The, I mean, those were so Bourne movies are part of the because, problem, kind of, though, what? right? Wait, what? No, 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 but no. They, but, but the uh, Bourne movies uh, were trying new things. That's what I'm saying. I mean, these, okay. it, even if they didn't completely succeed. What? Well, I will say. Go I, ahead. Did, I want to hear what Danae had. Yeah, what, yeah, say what you have to say. They cut the music out, guys. <laughs> oh, that's good. It was quiet. Yeah. And it I, was I like awful. that. Because then you could hear all of the punches. Yeah, yeah that's no, what I, I love about the movie uh, Haywire. So, like, so even, yeah. Haywire is like even that. if it's even if it's like we're cutting, we're cutting, we're cutting. There's so much happening. It's like it was so intense. <laughs> I just remember in the Born Ultimatum, it made my stomach turn. When yeah. I went, when I before I went and saw the Born Ultimatum, I watched some like behind the scenes thing on it. They were talking about how the way they sped it up and the way they filmed it, like you're literally seeing every punch. Yeah. Like you're not just. It's not just like cuts. It's you're just seeing everything. And for me, honestly, that was kind of nausea inducing when I was yeah. watching it in theater. Yeah. But I appreciate the attempt, at least, you know, and I, I feel like like stuff now, like all of these big summer block, but like they're not even trying. They're just like, well, you know, I mean, this works. People don't care. I think that's what you're I think you're right. Yeah, I think most people just don't give it's it. ROI. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a question we cannot answer from David, who says, how much would could a woodchuck chuck if he would chuck could chuck would this is one of the most important questions asked of all time and we're not going to be able to answer it here today so we're going to move on to rob's question which movie did you have the most i believe the answer is a chuck ton <laughs> <laughs> uh which movie did you have the most fun sinning and which movie did you have the least fun sinning? This one is a hard question for me. I'm going to go answer uh, from Chris, who says, at this point, it's been nine years, and I, and I always fall back on certain ones as my favorite. Uh, Sinister and the original animated Cinderella. And the most tedious with trans was Transformers Age of Extinction. I also enjoyed doing the room in Birdemic because you could just open up the Sins He's, playbook. He said one of his favorites was Cinderella. That's what he said. Oh, cool. Um, he says, if I came up with more recent fun ones, it would be Tenet because of the mental gymnastics. A bad one was Wonder Woman 1984 because it's both disappointing and terrible and forces you to stop about every 10 seconds to write something about it. Uh, this one's really hard for me because I, I launch things. I, I almost forget what it was like in the moment to write them. And, and I remember the final product and being proud of it more than I remember the writing experience of it. I just, I'd have to go back and listen to Behind the Sins because I know I talk about it during the process. Um, but some of my least favorite are obviously The Office. Um, and What If has actually been really difficult for me too. Um, because it just, there's something in me not that's that not any of having those fun. videos may or may not be out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't think people know we're doing What If. I've, I've seen people ask if we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, if it's not out, that means something went awry. Um, <laughs> that's right. But those are hard. The, the ones where it's just I'm not having fun and I cannot click into sin mode. And then, of course, the ones that I'm having fun in. I think like I think about the Grinch who stole Christmas, the, the animated one with the Benedict Cumberbatch. I did have fun, you know, writing on that one, uh, even though always writing for main channel is a bit stressful. That's uh, that's funny. One of my favorite ones is also 
The Grinch Who Sold Christmas, but it was the original. Oh, with Carrie? Oh, the yeah. TV? The TV one. Oh, the TV one. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was one of our early TV. That was our first December, right? Like I think the of first that. Christmas. I think of the, uh, the Peanuts Halloween special was really fun. Or Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the, the Snowman was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Some, of those, peanut, some of those TV specials were really fun. The Great Pumpkin was cool, too, because that was one of the first ones I remember. Right. It didn't go viral or anything, but it, but I remember pe- there, were like a, there was like art, there was a couple articles where it referenced it and like mm-hmm. you know tagged us and all that kind of stuff i just thought that was kind of cool that people because yeah. it was around that time of season and everything uh i always go back to skyscraper i think that was my first uh writing assignment that i was like oh this is a blast and it just felt like the final product came out really well it's that wasn't one of my that long videos. ago was it <laughs> well i mean how long have we been writing we, I know, you yeah, know I have it's, no idea. it's really only been a few years so um but uh but as far as worst uh, I I don't know I I kind of don't remember the worst because I I kind of get rid of it in my mind. Um, but I imagine it is that experience of especially those movies or TV shows where it's like yeah they're bad but they're bad in the same way all the way through and so you just it's don't just have slog. enough ways to like yeah, say this say, is slow yeah this is slow did I mention this is slow you yeah. know like that kind of stuff gets a little annoying yep. sometimes but yeah I remember I remember the first time I really had a fun was. So we started, I guess August or whatever. We and I did, uh, I did Annabelle and I did uh, Boss Baby. And then I then September back then we were only doing one a week. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think I did Flatliner. So those are my first three. And I, I definitely had fun doing those, but I was still really just kind of getting into it, trying to figure out what works and all that kind of stuff. And then my first one in October was Scream Two, and that's when it just clicked for me. Uh, it I also have a lot of fun with that movie, so I enjoy watching that movie. So that probably helped too. Uh, but I just remember that's when my sin brain, like I've really felt like it just clicked yeah. in. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Oh, my least favorite, I hate doing bland, uh, bland comedies are just really hard. They're yeah. mind numbing, like today's yeah. talking about, and it's really hard to just find anything to like not be bland about yourself. So probably something like bad moms. I, mm-hmm. I that was not fun. Uh, girls, is it girls, girls, girls trip. trip. Girls Trip wasn't wasn't really fun. And it's no reflection on the movies themselves. They're just kind of, I don't know. Girls Trip is better than Bad Moms. Bad Moms is actually kind of bad, but for me, in my opinion. But uh, but there's just something about that. Comedies that just don't connect with me, don't mm-hmm. click with me. That I always have a hard time with those. But um, but I yeah, but I, I typically find a way to have fun with just about anything. Yeah. TV. Um I mean, the office is not easy for some reason. Yeah. And then I, I I will say the worst experience I had I tell you this cinema sense or TV sense was that office episode we did recently that de- dealt with suicide mm-hmm. uh, that was a personal thing but that I just had a lot of yeah. I, had, I, yeah. I I I did not even I told Aaron like I'm not gonna be able to finish this like <laughs> yeah like I got to like minute yep. eighteen I'm like I'm done because uh, they were I don't know but anyway yeah. too much no. yeah. Yeah, those are that's true too. Sometimes there's like emotional stuff that happens that we almost even we even we even almost didn't do that because I remember I remember Barrett even said something about maybe we shouldn't do this one, but then we figured it out. Aaron's always the Mm -hmm. good voice to have in that scenario. Good job, Aaron. Hey, thanks. Uh, Here's one from Stephen who asks, "What is something that you tried or a place that you went solely because you saw it in a movie?" Jeremy answers this question with a fish taco place from I Love You Man, Circular Car Garage from The Dark Knight, and the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, hell. The last one was a joke. <laughs> I guess just the word hell. That was a joke. I'm not even, I don't even think I've ever been to the Bluebird Cafe. Maybe when I was a kid, but like, 
Mine's the Hobbit hole. It's I mean, weird. Well, obviously. Jeremy isn't from here, but it's it's always weird when you're, you probably have places like this in Michigan. It's always weird. Or like if you were from Memphis, maybe you don't go to Graceland. You know, it's just like when you're from a place, like you don't necessarily do the touristy stuff. Right. You know, your parents don't take you to the touristy stuff and therefore you don't do it. You know, right. so that's always interesting to me when people talk about these things like, you know, we went to blah, 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 and we loved it. I'm like, I've never been. <laughs> I, I went to the Grand Ole Opry for the first time, like six years ago yeah you know so yeah. i don't know that's interesting so is this asking places we have gone to because we've seen them in movies um i hawaii is probably going to be you know my yeah. biggest answer we went to kalua ranch um which is filmed so many different things lost most specifically most of lost was filmed mm -hmm. in areas of kalua ranch uh, jurassic park was also filmed there but specifically i mean obviously it's gorgeous it's one of the most beautiful settings I've, I've ever been to personally but we specifically went to that ranch because we knew how uh how many movies and tv shows had shot there and uh to see the different you know things yeah. and the lost stuff especially was was so great and of course that was impacted by the fact that we were there in hawaii on the premiere of the final season of oh, lost wow. Uh, and so they did a big uh, premiere of the first episode on the beach with a big screen. And oh, you got the, to go to it? Yeah, and all the stars were there. And um, Did you have to buy a ticket or was it just if you No, it's it was public for the people in Hawaii. And Did uh, you get to meet anyone? I met Damon, Damon Lindelof. Oh, uh, nice. He had a script under his arm. Our, our, our uh, huge fan of Cinema Sense, Damon Lindelof. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if he understood. Like, you know, I, I could have a conversation with Damon about that. No, he seems like a very smart uh, guy. He, I, I love him, but uh, he had a he had a script under his arm. I said, "Hey, is that a is that a script from the final season that you're working on?" He was like, "Yes," and I was like, "What if I just grabbed it?" And he was like, "I would have to hunt you down." <laughs> we had a fun conversation. That's is nice. that fun? Is that fun? Yes, he um. yes he was he was laughing in that way that's like, uh huh, it, uh huh. It took I didn't I didn't go till like oh seven or so, but uh, so it was I was probably like I was th I was been thirty one I guess. But San Francisco was a place I always wanted to go. And that was a lot, of, you know, like growing up watching like the Dirty Harry movies. Sure. Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah, definitely. Uh, There's some Vertigo stuff that, yeah, you go see. The Rock, um, which was a little later. But um, but I always wanted to go there. And I and now I've been a few times and I absolutely love it there. And I, lo I just love the Bay Area. If I, if I was to like actually move to California, that's where I'd want to be. I'd want to be in the Bay Area somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, we even got to stay the first time my wife and I went. We stayed in the Fairmont, which is oh, nice. like, I don't know. I mean, it might not be the best hotel in San Francisco, but it's like the hotel that like I think of because it's mm -hmm. been in a lot of movies as well. Uh, the Rock, for instance, that's where Sean Connery's getting his hair cut. And then yeah. he does that whole action scene off the balcony and stuff. Uh, so we got to stay in the Fairmont for a week and just, you know, go to Alcatraz and you know, go go to eat to these places I had heard about, you know, man versus food and stuff like that. I'd seen <laughs> stuff on. It was it was so much fun. I was like, you know, drove down the street. Like, I bet this is where the the uh, the remote control car chased the police car and the Deadpool. You know, it was just it was a blast. I don't get the hill system. I don't know. I, I don't I mean, I'm, I know there's a geological reason it has to be that way, but that is it's not crazy, that man. is not fun to walk. <laughs> or just, drive like those those yeah. downhill drives oh that go snake back and, our and friend, forth our friend that lived out there then it was, she still lives out in that area although I think they've moved somewhere else other than San Francisco but uh, I remember she had a, a it was just funny she had a minivan that was a stick shift which you don't see that often and she was driving that thing around the streets of San Francisco like it was nothing. I'm like, I have no idea how you do that. I don't know how you're like, alive. We had to stop at the top of a hill, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, We're all going to die. <laughs> 
I don't yeah, have a, I, it's one of my favorite cities, though. I love it. I don't have an answer to this one. I joked around, it early, around about it earlier. I would love to go see the Hobbit hole. Oh, of though. course. I mean, like, that, that, yeah, would be, yeah. that would be something that I would go be like, I just want to see, even though I know it's just a prop, but it's still there just mm-hmm. to kind of like, it, I'm standing where everyone else stood. Just mm-hmm. that idea that you're kind of in the it's same not, place. And that's like a tourist area, right? Yeah, like, it, it is now. It's not, and it's not because of that, because my daughter's never seen any of that, but she, for some reason, she just really wants to go to New Zealand. Something she saw somewhere made her really want to go to New Zealand. So we might be doing yeah. that at some point in our lives. Uh, Barrett answers this question with Ruby Foos in New York City from a Woody Allen movie yep. seen while I was in New York. The Griffith Observatory is seen in a million movies. Sears Tower lean, uh, is leaning my head against the window like Ferris Bueller and company. Yeah, I thought of the observatory as well in L.A. Um, oh, yeah. That, I, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't go there because it's been in a bunch of movies. Yeah, I didn't either. But I, when I was there, I was definitely it's very cool. aware of, you know, most recently La La Land when I was there. Um, you know how many great scenes have been shot there. It is it is really cool though to just be up there and see the Hollywood sign and everything. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a cool moment. Yeah. Um, uh, Dal- Dallas is another city that I just I think it was just from watching Dallas when I was a kid. I was like that place looks cool. Yeah. Here's one from James. We've actually answered this one before on our show, so you might have one just kind of at the top of your head. Uh, who asks what is something that you've only that you've only watched for sins purposes, but you now love? My go-to answer is good. The Good Place. I wouldn't have ever watched that unless it was a sign. You watched to the me. whole series, right? And I got addicted. Yeah, I got addicted to it. Jumped into it and then watched every bit of it um, and loved it a whole bunch. So I that's just, mine. I just got into a show that I just sent that we we haven't released yet, so I guess I'll leave that alone. But um, but this could come out like in six years. We don't know. <laughs> say it. Yeah, you can say it. Lucifer. Uh, I really enjoyed that pilot, uh, even though I knew it was kind of generic and stuff. But I loved the chemistry of the two leads so much. I was like, I got to see where this goes. So I'm I'm a few episodes in. And I'm really enjoying it. Uh, but Isle of Dogs, I might have said this when we covered Isle of Dogs on Behind the Sins. Like I fell in love with that movie. Yeah, and. Uh, I really liked A Christmas Carol. That was probably the most surprising one, the Jim Carrey, the animated mm-hmm. one, the Robert yeah. Zemeckis. Because I'm like, I, I didn't want to watch it at the time because I was like, I've seen this story so many times, I don't care, you know. Yeah. But then I had to watch it for sin purposes, and I was like, this is actually really well made. I don't know if it's something I'm going to keep watching, but I was just like, this is actually a really well made version of this. I can understand why this is some people's Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. you know, um, that kind of thing. Chris answered this one with love is a strong word. But I enjoyed Hitman's Bodyguard, <laughs> nice. which I have only seen for sins purposes. Do you have one, Aaron? Ah, uh, man, I, I don't Barrett. know that I could even tell you three movies that I saw for the first time sinning them. Like I just like I watched so many movies since being a movie critic over the last few years. Did you did you do Predator? I don't. I don't the think first I was. One. I don't think did it was you know, on did Predator. You write that one. Yeah. I, I remember you talking. Maybe, I was. maybe that was I don't on Civ Pop. I just remember for some reason I have that memory of you saying like you watched Predator for the first time. I that... did. I did watch Predator for the first time recently, but I don't think it was to sin it. Um, I could be wrong, but it's not like I fell yeah. head over heels. No, for I that think movie that might anyway. have been Jeremy and Barrett. Now that I think but, about um, it. But yeah, so I don't know that I have an answer for this just because I usually come to a movie having already will, seen it. So. I will say, speaking of Predator, a couple that I did where. I didn't really like them. Like I'd seen them in the theater, but I wasn't like a huge fan of them. And then I became a bigger, I became, I actually started liking them when I said them Yeah, was the predator, the most recent one, mm-hmm. the Shane black one and venom. Yeah. And I, I probably watched venom like 12 times. It's not bad. It's, not it's bad. just so watchable. Yeah, like it's, it's really just, fun. And Tom Hardy is so good. And, I, yeah. and they keep delaying the sequel. And I'm like, God damn it. Just release this movie. <laughs> I want to see carnage. Um, 
Chris answers, I'm sorry, Barrett answers this question also. And he says, uh, I'm ashamed to say I hadn't watched Citizen Kane before sending it. I'd seen it, but it was with a bunch of people who'd already seen it. And we were just talking about it rather than actually watching it. That's interesting. We got two mentions of Citizen Kane on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Of course, after marinating in it, it's definitely the classic that earned its reputation. Uh, This one comes from Cody who asks, whatever happened to the scene does not contain a lap dance sin. This is a really great question because this is something that's come up behind the scenes with uh, me. I didn't know that it was like a repeating sin. You know, when I first started with the company, I jumped into the deep end not knowing a lot about the branding and kind of have learned as I've gone. And I remember Aaron saying, like, if I were you, I would start watching as much content as I can because there's recurring kind of sins. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't listen to you <laughs> Thanks. on that one well, that was he but that they had pretty much stopped using that yeah. when we yes. came on so and, that, that and was... it came up it came up around that time and i was like oh is this one that we're doing and that would spark the discussion like there well there's actually some that we've retired which only further told me that i shouldn't go back and watch anything because it's sure you know yeah. it, it i just learn as i go better than i do um my interpretation was just that it wasn't uh, an appropriate sin any longer and it kind of could be something that easily paints a picture that we just don't want to paint any longer as to who the narrator is even though it came, it came from a perfectly fine place like it, there wasn't any i don't think there was anything i i i guess we don't have to talk about all that i don't know but uh i yeah i think it i think that's it and and, and also like you know running gags eventually they run out yeah I mean, uh, it did appear in a, in a script recently where it was absolutely appropriate because a lap dance was mentioned. So it's not like it's gone forever. Yeah. It's just it's not something that's going to be forced. Um, Chris and Jeremy both answered this question by saying, Chris says basically just being used too much. And then it changed to, is it my girlfriend or wife? And that got old. We still refer back <laughs> to it when we're playing uh, when we're playing on the sin. And Jeremy says, people who hate us started using it as some kind of proof that we were perverts. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, it became became, people using it as a weapon. Because it's a really interesting thing. Now, you can go into a really deep discussion of how comedy changes, what becomes appropriate, what's not appropriate, all that kind of stuff. But the Cinemasins narrator has always been a character, and that character has always been horny, like, he's always been thirsty. And so, the, you know, not a lap dance in this scene, the is not my girlfriend, is not my wife, you know, sins, you know, that kind of stuff that we've also retired. Um, that makes perfect sense for that character, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you you then go, okay, but there's this greater sense of, you know, the the public understanding of what's funny. And because things change and ideas change, some things are no longer funny. And that's completely fine. That's appropriate. And so you stop, you know, doing them. I just think it's the last point about using it against us is a really interesting one because I was just thinking the other day, if you were to add together all the sins ever written on any of the sins channels do you know how many jokes we've written like i mean we are are writing currently two movies a week uh two tv shows a week and a music video a week right commercial commercial and and a commercial a week so we're currently writing six scripts a week and recording two podcasts and recording two podcasts well the podcasts are different that's true that's true because we're not writing jokes from a perspective of a character like those kind of things we're just having conversations um but if someone wants to paint a picture of us, it's easy. It's oh, easy. Yeah. You can cherry pick the sins you want to say anything about us. Yeah. You can cherry pick the sins you want to say we're amazing. You can cherry pick the sins you want to say we're terrible people. Like it's we're bad writers. We're bad we're, writers. We're whatever. Funny, like this. You know. Like that is the that is the power of out of context, right? And so, um, 
So yeah, that's a really interesting one to me because you just you, there's no way you can define us by even like yeah. a half a dozen jokes because that's literally point oh 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 three percent of the material we've written. You I don't even I mean? remember. It's like, it's I don't even remember how we came up on something. It, may, it might have even been Reddit. It might not have been Twitter, but I and it might have been something like Jeremy shared or maybe Danae shared. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But I I did randomly see a comment where somebody called us sexist, and I was just like, you have not watched. <laughs> anything that we've done then well and, and this is the example i also use is the fact that you will see comments within you know yeah. the same page of each other that say opposite things yes i know you know it's like cinema sense guys are sexist and then three down the cinema sense guys are so woke yeah the narrator the narrator is a character which right. we don't talk about too much but i mean it i mean you could even argue is that is he a good person i mean you know i mean there's mm -hmm. uh, there's all kinds of things like maybe like you said he's horny Right. Um, and he bitches about everything. He complains about everything. You know, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we do. So, yeah. but, you know, but we, we have, we have rules. We have lines that we don't cross. We don't, you know, we're not, we're not just mean spirited for the sake of being mean spirited. Mm -hmm. We try not to be. But even then, stuff gets out that we maybe don't think about at the time. Mm hmm. Um, there was like we had the we had a covid sin recently mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Aaron and I both because we actually we had two in the script. Aaron brought up his, you know, maybe that this one shouldn't go. I was like, yeah, I think I agree with you. So we got rid of that when we kept one in. And then even Chris was like, I don't know that we want to go there because then it's going to, you know, people are going to use that. You know, And so I was like, no, that's a good point. So this is another reason why we, it's good we have multiple people. But even then stuff is going to get out there that we just aren't thinking about at the time yeah i just um, i i think the answer is things change yeah you things know? change and, and we don't want to like we're the narrator stays the same but how we approach certain uh sins are going to shift and change as we're educated or as we realize that the narrator just yeah. isn't that much of a fucking asshole or isn't that much of a pervert or isn't that kind of a guy like we're going to find those new boundaries for him and we do as a writing team just like every every show so well, i think if you look at what we take sins off for now i think that's interesting because i think it i think that's changed and that's evolved like mm -hmm. you know we we sometimes take sins off because it's like this is a great representation of a female character you know <laughs> stuff like that not just that, like this person's awesome or they're giving a good you know i mean there's been there's been times that i'll cut I'll, I'll say hey this sin just is right on the border of just being really inappropriate even though i know the narrator is inappropriate I, like i'm just gonna yeah. hey i'm just gonna I, mention this this could be interpreted in a totally different yeah. way and the guys on the team are like wouldn't have thought about that before and so it's a really interesting it's a really interesting thing to always try to be working out and we're not gonna you know we're still gonna write offensive jokes purposefully and accidentally and that's that um, but the lap I would dance say purposely one. transgressive, not purposely offensive. There you go. Yes. There you go. That's it. That's it. I'm like, wait, that didn't feel right before I move on. I'm like, I don't yeah, want to move I mean, on. You yet. know, and it's like we do we do get accused of like being woke and politically correct, and it's like you can accuse me of that all day. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'll, um, I'll take that. Yeah. Tim asks in a death match, who would you put your money on? The TV sense narrator or the music sense narrator? Now, Barrett answered Neither this question. Neither one of them are fighters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. if we're talking about the actual person. <laughs> Barrett answered this by by saying, my money is always not on me, so I'd go with TVS. Yeah, I have the exact same answer. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I try to think of it maybe, two ways. Maybe. If you're talking like if, if Barrett and I have to fight to the death, um, well, it's the narrators, though, right? I was that's what say, I'm saying. That's those narrators saying. are more likely to start making out than fight. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. 
Um, I mean, seriously, like I just, I just, yeah. like I, like I don't know. I got to, I can't. I, just the idea, the idea of you and Barrett having a fight is hilarious on so many levels. And you would kill him, by the way, <laughs> just because. I mean, you're just taller, and you know, you, you just, you, you probably got, you know, you, you've got the high ground. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you do have the high ground. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I've never talked to Barrett really about fighting. Like, I've, I've honestly, I've never been in a fight my entire life. Neither. I've, I've been hit, but I've never re reacted you know i've never i've never followed through probably because i was really hurt but um uh i i just i don't know i don't know what barrett's philosophy on that is he's not really a fighter i would not call him a fighter by any means he's definitely more of a philosopher lover kind of person yeah their fight would be some philosophical argument that lasted for several hours that would result in some sort of like verbal altercation that would be interesting that would so be, the real question is, yeah. uh, who would win the war of, is there an E in the word judgment? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah, you the... guys would just fight over that. <laughs> yes. Uh, this one is from Maxim, who asks, when was your first experience with garlic bread? I don't remember I my no first. I, I've been having garlic bread for so, so long. I remember loving garlic bread. And then that led me to uh, a place called Fazoli's. I, now, was, gonna, Fazoli's, I was just going to say Fazoli's. Fazoli's is known for like unlimited garlic bread. And so is Olive Garden for that matter. Um, I love garlic bread. I especially love the garlic bread restaurants where you can like they bring out uh, like a nice um, freshly made like baguette. And you cut up the bread and then you mix your own oil and oil spices and, and actually yeah. like kind of like toasted garlic and spices. That's my favorite. Yeah, like like Carrabba's, Macaroni Grill, places like that do that. My usually. least favorite is Fazoli's because something about Ugh, yeah. their combin whatever they have whatever they have invented that is their version of garlic bread, there's two there's three ways i know i can instantly trigger an ibs reaction in my body and fizzoli's garlic bread is one of them i have a list of three things i could i could be wrong but i i I feel like like most fast food places i feel like those are made somewhere else and they're frozen and then they just heat up i don't there's just something so i think they dip them in some kind of really saturated butter yeah there's a lot of butter and it's just possibly crack cocaine but the type of butter, I, like I feel like it, it's a it's a specific kind of butter that is a trigger because I could have one garlic bread there and I'm done for. I have been to Fazoli's probably under thirty times in my life, and every single time it was because I I wanted to eat breadsticks. <laughs> the garlic. You just bread. bought like a sandwich or something <laughs> yeah. just to yep. just, so just you like, keep them coming, keep them coming. Yeah, that's like going to like a Mexican restaurant and just getting like like a small like taco I don't like or something. Any just of their eat food the, there. Just eat the chips. I don't like their pizza. I don't like their pasta. I don't like their lasagna. I'm like, not. I'm not a huge Italian person. Um, I love pizza. But like I like I typically like it's always like spaghetti night at our house. It's always my least favorite night because I'm just like I'll make it for them and then mm-hmm. I'll typically make myself something else because I just I'm not a big spaghetti person uh, or anything like that. I like it fine. I think like, I can eat it, but I just it's not something that stands out to me. The only thing I could think of is when I played Little League, we always went to this pizza place in Nashville that does not exist anymore, hasn't existed for a long time. It's called Red Geranium and. I'm guessing that was the first place I ever had it, but I don't specifically remember I'm, that. I'm sure it was my mom made garlic bread for me yeah. at some point. It was the first Man, time I had it. Bread the, the, is so the, yummy. My does, mom, my mom wasn't really I'm a so cook. I'm so hungry. For do the most. do the do the cheddar biscuits at Red Lobster count as garlic <laughs> no, bread? Those no. have a little garlic on also, them, right? Another place. Those are so Only good. reason to go is the bread, right? So, <laughs> you can make that at home. They have the cheddar biscuit mix. I don't know. You make can, it home. But back it's then, so you yummy. Yeah. You um, had to go like eat some like bland shrimp or something just yeah. so you could have Cheddar Bay biscuits. And I don't yeah. think those are unlimited, are they? 
Oh, yeah, they are. They yeah, they are. They'll, oh. bring as, they'll bring as much as you want, man. You just can't, I just can't. I don't think, I, that, those are rich, though. I can't eat like 30 of those or anything. Like, I think I may have eaten 30 of those at oh one my sitting God. one time. I would just be like, I would just be like that, shitting at that the table. That Texas Roadhouse. Like, I wouldn't even make it. It would just be like, I don't, I don't even need to eat four food. Out of I mean, goes it in. It's just like I a mean, like, It'd be like Cartman in that yeah. South Park oh, episode. No, <laughs> my dad was holding the bucket behind me. Oh, no. Um, and for those of you who are asking in your imagination, thank you. The other two things on my list are over six shrimp and uh, uh, too much um, ice, cream. ice cream. Those are yeah. my other. Oh, ice cream. Yeah, ice cream kills me, but it's so good. Uh, <laughs> right, I think we have have time for what? A couple more. Barrett uh, answered this with the oh, old sorry. spaghetti factory as a young kid. It blew my mind. I ate so yeah. much garlic bread that I got sick, and I couldn't actually eat any of the spaghetti. That is a possibility as well, but I cannot remember when I first went to the spaghetti factory. But that that's a very big possibility. That was the first place I had it. Yeah, we've got we've got a few more here. We'll just kind of power through them. Um, this one's from R and PB who asks, is the B team a transferable or permanent position? <laughs> <laughs> it's permanent. Um, Jared asks, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Not like much. Yeah, not no, a lot. No, no, no. Ice Sorry. cream sandwich? That's Made, different. Whole house ice cream sandwich cookie? Ooh. Oh, that's my wife's favorite. You and my wife would be eating those all day. Um, this one was a question answered by Chris. Uh, this comes from Fully Vax. Let's have snacks. Who asks? What's the mo- uh, What's the one movie you wish you could go back and resend with a longer format? So kind of the transition from cinema sins yeah. doing kind of shorter into longer. So it's a weird question for us because we've only really send using. I mean, the there might be format. some like if I thought yeah. about it, there might be some I'd like to see. I mean, we did yeah. Avengers for patrons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, I mean, so rather, Chris asks, probably Inception, because we needed a longer video to explain our positions. We'd find more sins since we opened up the qualifications for a sin a lot since that video. And also, I'd change some sins and do it differently. I mean, I I think for me personally, I would, I mean, I'd love to see like a, like a, I mean, I'd love to send Twilight. I I think Twilight, you could, because that was one of their first ones. That's like three or four minutes. Mm -hmm. I think you could easily do like a 20 minute Twilight video. That wouldn't be hard at all. Um, and then uh, we went to uh, Discord for our final one today, which was, uh, my question was, you know, hey guys, did you want to ask anything last second? This one comes from Jacob the Hodge. said, would you rather fight two Danae-sized Aaron's or one Aaron-sized Danae? <laughs> I don't uh, want to fight. Uh, another fighting question. Um, or a Jonathan-sized Aaron and Danae, pervy uncle adds, pervy uncle Pez adds. Um, and then Jacob adds, stacked on a trench coat and on top of each other. They just kept going. They kept making it more and more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody wants to fight me. That's the answer. No, I do not want to fight Danae. No, I, I, I would like, definitely, that's a, that I would is, tackle all six feet of Aaron. Yeah, or whatever that is the easiest question <laughs> ever. Like you take the, 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 the strength and aggression of Danae Hughes and put it in my size body. It's no. over. Like, yeah. why would, I no. don't care how many of it's the funny. smaller that's versions like my are. Mom. My mom is five feet tall. You would not want to fuck with that woman though. I mean, I can't even imagine what she Just to she put would it do. into perspective. So so not only did I study martial arts, but after the movie Fight Club came out and I watched it, I started a fight club ring amongst my friends and we got into actual scraps just to practice like, like street fighting together. So I haven't... I haven't been in a situation where someone's been like, come at me and I've had to fight someone, but mm-hmm. I have fought people before. So I know how to like at least expect the adrenaline rush and I know to tie my hair up and yeah. I know to. Like, she practices by pouring like 
lie over her skin. And then, <laughs> yeah. God, and like, I hope not. As I woke up the other day, as I woke up, I was I was leaving a really intense dream, and I was replaying in my mind how if I were to ever have to get into a fight for my life, like an actual like to the death fight, what a way to end our podcast today. Um, how I need to just not overthink jabbing my thumbs into both eye sockets at once. And I spent about five minutes just being like, no, you could do it, Danae. If you had to do it, you just grab the side of their head, stick your thumbs in there, get some good DNA under your skin, under your fingernails, you know, like then you could run. You know, like I go through that stuff in my mind and I don't know if it's because I'm a woman and I expect that at some point in time, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's part of like what it is or if it's because I went through martial arts training for self-defense or because I see I'll see things in movies or TV shows or podcasts about kidnappings and just all this kind of stuff. And I put myself into that situation in my mind and I'm like, how do I get out? So, yeah, you don't want to fight me. I've thought about these things a lot. Just uh, when I walk into a room, I look for weapons. I look for things I can use to defend myself. And right now there's a really cool multi starred thing on the table (laughs) that I know for sure I I could use as a weapon. I think that's an interesting thing. Yeah, we're into this on a really like dark note. But but no, that's just interesting talking to, um, you know, just hearing things a lot more from women as I've gotten older. And I mean, you know, just the idea of how you carry your keys uh like yeah. when you're in a certain place yeah. and stuff like that it's just like i look for shadows when i go to the car you know to see if there's somebody like a, a shadow that's out of place uh yeah that's just terrible i, I check the back seat it's unreal so yeah so the, the answer to that question is um very obvious i just want to say just don't try to bite off a finger because people can are still commenting on that video that <laughs> about the carrot you can bite off a finger as easily as a carrot it's not oh just look gosh. it up guys just you can't, look it up you can't. I still don't, that's one i'm never gonna understand <laughs> it's still happening you I'm still never gonna, gonna, I'm never so see. many comments from people you actually could. did you know you could bite off a finger as easily as you could bite through a no, carrot you can't you can't you look can't. it up you can't do it. Try it on your own finger. I dare you. No, because the urban legend is you can't because your brain stops you. Oh. That's the ur- the urgent the urban legend is I you see. can't actually bite off uh, because your brain has this. So then switch. go get a chicken. <laughs> go get like a little chicken wing or something. You know that has a bone in there and just chomp into it. See yeah. how easy it is. You have to actually like gnaw on it and then like you know like a dog just that, that shake one just, it. That just of all the sins that I would have thought <laughs> we would have had to put like a disclaimer on. Uh, that was not one. That of was them. not one of them. But, no. uh, hey guys, thanks for joining us for this uh, special episode of Behind the you. Sins. We love you guys so much, and we'll catch you next episode. You can find more information about Behind the Sins at our website, cinemasins.com/bts, and also on Twitters. We're at cinemasinsbts. Bye. Happy whatever day this comes out. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Just cover all the bases. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. So they're just, but it's like a Home Depot kind of place? Yes. Yeah. It's like one of the biggest ones. I believe it's pronounced Home Depot. (laughs) Danae. What? What would D&D Sins look like as a YouTube channel? Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. That, that's what it would look like. It would look like well, no. You know how like we've talked about sending things like Survivor, like reality right, TV? Right. It's really similar to that because you would be you but would, I loved that. I had so much fun with that. But you would be sending how people play a game. Right. And that's kind of like I mean, what a bummer would that be? Yeah.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 